So I'm going to talk about my hike, my solo hike that I got back from about a week ago. So I'm going to break this podcast into three parts, logistically, physically, and emotionally, how I felt about my hike. So I hiked. Okay, so we're going to talk about logistics, okay? I hiked over two days. I hiked the first day for 10 miles and the second day for 19. I had basically had a map and I knew my water sources and I began the trail and I was going to do four days of hiking, four to five days of hiking. I had four to five days of food with me and I had my water bladder and a 36 pound uh, big old backpack. I had a compass, my cell phone with a charger, uh, yeah, like a charger with, not batteries, but a charger that I have charged before I left. And so I intentionally walked by myself um, on this trail. So the logistics is it was very hilly and very isolated. I didn't realize how hilly it would be, so I was doing extreme elevation gains and losses pretty much the whole time. It was super buggy. So when we're talking about super buggy, it was ridiculous. Some parts were so buggy that they were I would just put my arm out and bugs would just land on it, you know. So I had to stay covered. I had a head net. Thank God I had that net. Um, so I had the head net on and I had a really lightweight sweatshirt that I wore. And so that helped a bit, but it was still me staying covered, which made me hot and sweaty, which made me drink more water and eat more food, which made me go through my food and water faster. And also I was blazing some trails. I was kind of walking in this green tunnel. Um, not even, you know, I couldn't even see some of these trails. I knew I had a map, so I knew the trail was south and east and west, and my compass helps. So, you know, some of it, it wasn't impassable, but yet it was something I've never experienced before. So the green tunnel was full of spider webs and uh, mosquitoes and other little bugs. And it was a really small trail. Some parts opened up and kind of got intertwined with a horse trail. So I got off track a bit, but I was able to use my orienteering skills that I had kind of figured out along the way to be able to um, hike 10 miles the first day and 19 the second. Oh, misery. Oh, misery. I can't let it get to me. I can't let it get to me. Oh, misery. Oh, misery. I can't let it get to me. I can't let it get to me. So physically, physically my arms were okay. My rotator cuff muscles held up. My arms stayed in their sockets. I kept reminding myself that I was strong. I was mentally, physically strong. I, I kept saying, you know, look, I, I can do this. I'm, I don't have asthma, I don't have allergies, I don't wear glasses. I'm fit enough to do this trail. You know, I'm almost 45, so it was like, I didn't feel that. I didn't feel my age. I didn't feel hurt or sore. I was mentally and physically prepared for this trail. So I felt great until I didn't feel great again. <laughs> until I didn't feel great. So four miles, let's say the second day, I had to sidetrack for water because the water sources weren't as reliable as I anticipated. So I had to sidetrack twice for water that second day. So my 16 mile hike turned into a 19 mile hike.
I, what happened was um, the elevation gains and losses were so drastic that I just went through my water and food faster, and that made me just need water faster. I, um, four miles out from the end of my trip, I ran out of water. So what I started doing was going into my food and my like salt, liquid salt rations quicker than I thought I would. So I kind of got into some V8 and some salt in my backpack because I've had problems with dehydration in the past. So I didn't want to dehydrate by myself. So what I did was I started drinking V8 and I then I started throwing up. So the throwing up, you know, that changed the game. I was... You know, losing all, I lost all those calories, all that salt, all that hydration. So then I was low on food because I needed to replenish myself. Um, and then I had another physical issue that kind of came up in that, in that time uh, that I won't talk about here on the podcast, but that was a game changer too. I was like, I can't go on. You know, I need to, I need to rest. I need to take care of myself. So mentally and emotionally, this is how I felt. There was a time on this trail where I thought, okay, Jeanette, why aren't I enjoying this? Right? I'm out in the woods. I chose to hike all by myself. I wanted to challenge myself. I love nature. I love walking. I love birds. I love the outdoors. What's wrong with me? Like, think about how I feel. What is the feeling I feel? What is the emotion? Well, I named the feeling and it was misery. Misery is how I felt. I was obsessing so much about getting off track, sidetracking to get water, staying on the trail. The trail kept intersecting with this horse trail. Hey, Spike. The, The trail kept intersecting with this horse trail and I would get off trail and I think I put on almost an extra mile just getting off trail here and there. And an extra mile is very dangerous when it comes to being on your own, possibly dehydrating, going through your food, going through your water and your salt. So again, I was miserable. And again, I was hustling to try to survive. I was so busy worrying about surviving that I wasn't enjoying it. And I was talking to my mom at the end of this trip. I called her the next day and told her I survived and everything. And I was telling her this part of it. And she said, that's how I felt the last 10 years, Jeanette. I've been so worried and busy trying to survive, trying to find shelter, trying to find food, that she hasn't enjoyed life. She's been in misery. So it hit me. It was that realization that, you know, we're all trying to, we're out here trying to survive, right? And that was one of those things that hit me pretty hard. I had this new compassion and understanding for her and all the kind of struggles and obstacles she has gone through lately. And I had this new understanding for my clients and the people that are around me that really struggle in some of these aspects of their life. Another thing like emotionally that I went through is that I didn't enjoy being alone. Not at all. Um, You know, I'm an urban girl, really. And I'm a social worker, so I enjoy the interaction and connecting with others. That's kind of what I do for a living. I enjoy the physicality, yes, but that interaction is something I need. So I'm going to play some voice memos of something I took from the trail. These are two different voice memos that I took 
on day one and the second one's on day two that described kind of my feeling of isolation. So as I'm hiking, I haven't seen a single person. I saw actually one person today in my whole day. And that's been just super weird. I, I, you know, I go on walking and I think I'm gonna see someone else and I just never do. So that's, that's interesting. Um, I'm a social person, so I'm used to, you know, exchanging pleasantries and, you know, just, it's, it's just interesting to just be totally alone. Um, trying to figure out how I feel about that, but I just thought I'd make a voice memo while I'm in the moment. So, I just ran into someone. Um, I'm hiking and <clears throat> I saw a, <clears throat> a little hammock set up and a dog barked and I looked in the woods and there was a girl with purple hair and she was full of light and the sun was shining down on her. <clears throat> and we talked for a bit and she said she just came out to have breakfast in the woods with her dog and it was really neat to see that. Um, I told her, she asked me if I'm doing this for a blog or or anything. I told her about my Humanology podcast. And she said she's at Purple Unicorn at Instagram. That's something or other, but I don't have Instagram. But it reminded me, A, that... You know, there's other people like me out here. And B, this girl was 25, maybe. And she said she never hiked through hike before. So she was giving me a lot of encouragement. And uh, I needed that. So I saw a person. Life is good. And I use that emotional energy to carry me through. And the last thing I'll talk about is panicking in my tent. What happened was, you know, I'm laying in my tent and I'm fine. I posted a video on my Humanology Facebook page of my intention of laying in my tent, reading my book that's light and it's, you know, funny. And I laid there and it got darker and darker and I heard more critters. vulnerability and this prehistoric folklore of women getting clubbed over the heads by men and you know drug into caves really hit me it was this feeling of being very vulnerable not seeing any humans really and just feeling this vulnerability of the unknown and helplessness this old caveman stuff right it's something that I did not anticipate at all you know I was able to use my phone in that emergency situation I texted some friends and you know kind of reached out to some positive people that I knew would be there for me and you know half of them were like you know they, they were all supportive and super sweet but it was interesting to really put myself in that situation and really struggle I struggled to the point where I just fell asleep you know 
So there's a couple things I realized on this trip. Again, I went through this logistically, physically, and emotionally with you, but I realized a couple things. One is nature, like to relax in nature. That's actually really what I've been yearning to do lately. I know I wanted to take this hike and kind of challenge myself physically and use my orienteering skills and use my survival skills and, you know, go out and figure this out. But at the end of my trip, when I was physically unable to go on, I, I texted my husband and he, he was right there. It took him three hours to get to, to get to me, but I sat by a pond and I watched the sunset and I listened to the toads croak in the pond and it was just absolutely beautiful. This, the sky was perfect and there was a slight breeze and the weather and the temperature was amazing and I just sat and I just listened to the toads. And that reminded me that that's kind of what I need to have more in my life. To be in nature but to be in peace in nature. You know, and at the end, I realized, like, what the fuck am I doing? Am I trying to fight aging by putting tons of steps on this stupid watch of mine? What am I really trying to do here, right? What is my intention? To not turn out like my parents, sick and old and hurting, mentally and physically. Am I trying to right the wrongs of their past behaviors and evils? These behaviors that took them away from me, their child. The child that needed them. Am I running towards what I can't even do for them? I can't do anything for them. They have to do it for themselves. You know, I remember asking my mom when I trained for my marathon, I said, Mom, I'm going to run this marathon. Can you quit smoking? Uh, well, I completed my marathon and my mom kept smoking. I completed my marathon and my dad kept drinking. I'm running my own race though, not their race. Who the hell do I think I am anyway? They are humans running their own race. I have to realize this, and I have realized it before. I keep realizing this. To recognize their limitations, their humanity, my humanity, my limitations, I need to keep reminding myself something that I thought I figured out already. I'm out here trying to survive like the rest of us. I'm a human trying to figure this out like the rest of us. But there's a point in this trail that I don't want to damage myself. I'm hurt on this trail. I have a limitation today for the longevity of it all. I'm trying to sur survive, but at the end of this trail, I'm surrendering. And this is the point, right? So goodbye for now, trail, until we meet again.